0: Hi, welcome to Chat with Sunlight. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we will explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-based Christ-centered education. Join us for everything you might be interested in, for organizing your homeschool, connecting with others, and details on literature-based learning, and maybe a few sneak peeks. Hi, welcome to Chat with Sunlight. Guess who I have with us today? I have...
1: Carl Azus. Yay!
0: So, we're just going to take some time and get to know Carl. Fantastic. Carl? Yes? So I did some Googling on you because I wanted to be prepared. Um, Are you really 87 years old?
1: That's fake news, Jonna. I am not actually 87 years old, but as I love to tell people, I look fantastic for 87, y'all. I mean, if 87 were like, you know, could could look this youthful, I think a lot more people would like use the same face lotion. Uh, But no, I'm not 87. There's a lot of stuff on the internet. Um, that's uh, factual and a lot that's not. I think what the internet says about me, at several sites, including some that are known to be pretty credible, is about 17% accurate. Um, And so I love that though, because, you know, I look at my target audience from CNN 10, and I look at the folks that I'm broadcasting to through Sunlight and through my work with the Pointer Institute, and um, I know this is a generation that's used to just typing a name and finding out everything right there. And so for me, I'm like, well, I'm not going to correct the misinformation. Let it be a conversation point, not only for media literacy, but also just for the fact that, you know, folks have been debating my age for years. I call that an age old question. And it's more valuable to me to have folks debate it than for me to just say, well, here's where it is. You're either surprised or not. And that's that. So it's a lot more fun that way. And there are sites where I've seen I've seen it kind of float around. Um, and what's fascinating to me is, you know, when something appears on one site, whether or not that's a credible uh, organization putting it out, uh, I've found that a whole bunch of others just tend to, that's it, that's it, and, and copy paste. And so that's been a phenomenon as well, where it talks about how uh, my wife was Kenzie Ann. I think that's fascinating. I've never right. dated a Kenzie Ann. No offense if, if that's your name. With Kenzie two Right, Right, Kenzie Ann, right. Um, but I mean, there's... You know, there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff. And as I said, I mean, a lot of it's accurate and a lot of it's not, but I will neither confirm nor deny uh, rumors or publications about my age.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't, not when they're saying you're younger than you are or older than what you look like. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Carl, tell me why did you start in journalism broadcast reporting?
1: You know, this was back in college um, and I'd started as an international business major um, just thinking it'd be cool to be on a plane with a laptop. That's kind of like what attracted me to that. Not because I knew anything about uh, international business, but um, we had a friend, a family friend who was a field producer, coincidentally at CNN. And I heard of this person who was able to travel all over the world and, and cover news, interview people, or just help set up those interviews and those shots. And uh, that the whole idea of that world fascinated me. So uh, not long after that, I switched my major to telecommunications arts production, which is a fancy schmancy way of saying video and film production. I love the idea of producing something that would be seen by a lot of people. Right. And so that's how I found my way into telecommunications. I did not specifically study broadcast news. The University of Georgia, where I went, does have a broadcast news program. Um, I didn't study broadcast news. I just studied more general telecommunications, but it was CNN who was recruiting when I was getting ready to graduate. And so at that point I was either thinking graduate film school or maybe going into the Navy. So two very different career paths, Uh, but (laughs) CNN came recruiting and I had been familiar with it. And of course I had told you about that family friend and I said, I'm going to go for it. And um, they hired me. I started there two days after I graduated college.
0: Wow. And it was a great job. I'll tell you
1: what, I had, I think, eight different jobs there Mm -hmm. over uh, many years, and, um, you know, it opened up a lot of doors for me. It was fun because when I traveled, um, I I remember speaking to a lady at a pub in Ireland, and uh, she asked me what I did, and I was like, oh, well, you know, I I work for for CNN International, and she's like, oh, she was very familiar with it, and that that brand recognition was fantastic because, you know, as folks came to know me through the show when I got on air – um, people were familiar with the brand the world over, and, and, they, yeah. and they trusted that. And so that helped our show grow, and it helped it become something used internationally as well as domestically as uh, Ted Turner had intended it.
0: So let me ask you, so in CNN, you used to do the kids program. The, what was the title? Well,
1: it was, it was CNN Student News when I started, right? and we rebranded as CNN 10 in 2017. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: So how did that come about? Because it seemed
1: like that was geared for the school systems to have yes. in their process. Ex- exactly right. Uh, Ted Turner had started CNN Student News. I think the original name for it was CNN Newsroom uh, back in 1989. And he had started it, my understanding was, as, as a give back. He wanted a program that could be utilized at the high school level to inform students about news. And, and he wanted it at that time to be commercial free. And so he made that announcement in 1989. The show started. And um, it was uh, several years later um, when, you know, I was employed. I came along. My first real job in news was writing. There was a writing job open at what had become CNN Student News. Okay. And so I went for it because um, both my parents were public school teachers at one point and English teachers, which certainly helped with the writing and uh, continues to help me today. And um, I wanted to be part of that program because I love the idea of informing people what's going on in the world, but not necessarily getting in too deep uh, into the minutiae of the day-to-day statement that might be controversial and all that stuff. It's like, for me, it was more of a a macro view of news, and it was a good fit uh, for for what I did. And so I started writing that show. I started doing voiceover work for that show, um, and it it expanded from there, and eventually um, they named me the anchor. And so I spent... Uh, 14 years as the face of CNN Student News, and then CNN 10, uh, 15 years in total on the year with CNN. Okay.
0: So let me ask you, have mm-hmm. you always liked puns? <laughs> I
1: always <laughs> tell people, they're part of my Pun Punning games makes the show pun-stoppable, although critics might say it makes it pun-watchable. But yeah, I mean, that wordplay, I always had fun with it, and I was always writing like puns and short stories and raps and all of that stuff throughout high school, throughout college, anything to distract myself from learning. And uh, so it was when I started writing news, I started working puns into the broadcast. And I had no idea that would lead to me like rapping in high school graduation speeches. But it's really that foundation of writing and that creative writing um, that I've carried with me, uh, you know, through my career at CNN and beyond. And anything I do, and this is what I love about working with sunlight is you know, they give me a lot of creative latitude. And so, obviously, in my reports, I want there to be real information. I want there to be something you can learn from. But I also want to put my own stamp on it and have fun with my andality. And so, I'm certainly going to work in some of those puns in wordplay. So, you know it's from me, y'all.
0: I say we love it. And I love the fact that you bring our lessons to life so that we can, our kids can start playing on the, the puns and whatnot. I played it for our local co-op the other day, the Joan of Arc. video and they're like Um, the moms were like oh please don't show my kid that please don't and I'm like oh no we're going to show it to all of them (laughs) I had several of them like quoting you throughout the day so it was
1: oh that's fantastic well I mean and you know it's perfectly appropriate to discuss that while discussing the arc of my career if you know what I'm saying word so (laughs) go ahead
0: so Carl (laughs) we all know that you have sunlight on your shelf and we love seeing the sunlight binder there i went with
1: the colors today sunlight I was going for it
0: and I just went with white Mm -hmm. um (laughs)
1: That's all the way, Jonah. Go ahead.
0: Um, we anyway, we look forward to you being able to hit some of our topics that we are timeline figures, our favorite biographies. Mm-hmm. So I want to encourage you guys as our audience, let me know here in our comments or email me at connections at sunlight.com if there is somebody you would like for Carl to cover in the upcoming, like you know you're in G and you want to hear um, a certain time figure, um, Martin Luther when you're in 200. Oh wow mm-hmm. um, all those funding I mean, Martin Luther, you could hit that in October with the 99 Theses and all that. Mm-hmm. That's a great time. So um, let us know because he will be gl- we will be glad to give him all our information, and I'm sure he can do the research to find all the mm-hmm. fantastic facts.
1: That would be fun. And I enjoy doing that. Um, Historical figures are fun to do um, because, you know, for one thing, uh, there's not always a lot of video access. But we can usually find public domain images. Sometimes there might be some video footage. though. The the closer we get to modern times, the more difficult that can be. But um, I love doing historical figures because in my job as a journalist, you know, the one subject that I really wish I'd paid more attention to when I was in middle and high school is history. And people ask me all the time, you know, high school students who are like, I think I might want to be on air one day. I think I might want to do news reporting. And I'm always like, Pay attention to your history because so much of what we do is is built on that, is founded on that, and whether you use it as a contrasting point or a teaching tool, that bedrock of knowledge of where we've been can certainly help us discuss where we're going. So I always tell people history, and I love reporting on it.
0: I was going to say, in history, I was one of those students, like you, did not do history. That was not my thing. I am doomed to repeat it, and I have four times with four kids. (laughs) Mm-hmm. But I've learned so much as an adult that mm-hmm. I'm like, man, why did I not learn that when yes. I was a kid? I mean, and cool things like um, Hammurabi. No, I never had that name wrong.
1: Right. I know who you mean, though. Go ahead. With the boats. Mm-hmm. Was that right? Ham- I, I always heard it Hammurabi, but go ahead. I could be mispronouncing that too, though. I do that. We, we journalists are. <laughs> go ahead.
0: So, where he put the boats across so his soldiers could come across the, the canal or the. Waterway. Mm-hmm. I'm a Navy daughter. Yes.
1: Oh, that makes sense. I was gonna say whatever floats your boat, John. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, mm-hmm. thank you.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, quick segue. You said something, Hammurabi, which made me think of in the Middle Eastern, our Persian Gulf. In my googling of you, they said that you are of a descent of Arab descent.
1: That's news to me. Uh, okay. Fascinating. Um, I'm, you know, I like so many folks. I, I'm an American mutt. Um, We have Eastern European, we have Northern European, we, there might be, I know that my great-grandfather came over from Spain, and Azus is very close to the Spanish word azul for blue, Um, but that said, the Moors were in Spain, so it's possible that that could be traced back Mm -hmm. uh, to the Middle East. I don't know. I know that the biggest slice of my mutt pie is Italian. Uh, but, you know, that's what I blame the nose on. You know what I'm saying? But uh, as far as um, beyond that, it's certainly possible that yeah. person, whoever published that, they might know more about it than I do.
0: Well, you know, you're 87. So
1: Correct. You're well, you'd right. think after all those years, I'd be more learned about my lineage. But
0: you never know what
1: might know what I come mean? about. guess they don't, they don't educate folks like they did back in the, what, 50s? <laughs> Here we go ahead.
0: <laughs> so so that was before my time. 40,
1: yeah. I'd say me too, but the internet disagrees. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> um, so, Carl, I know that you have you do some other partnerships besides Sunlight, mm-hmm. and one is for media literacy.
1: Yes, that's right, with the Pointer Institute. Mm-hmm.
0: You want to tell us a little bit of what you do with there?
1: Sure. I mean, uh, you know, Pointer Institute. They came to me uh, shortly after CNN and I parted ways um, back last fall. And they were like, we think you'd be a great fit for our media literacy program, specifically working with younger people on knowing what's legitimate news, what's fake news, misinformation, all of that other stuff. Um, So many hot button topics right now. And my job with CNN, a lot of folks don't know this, I wrote and anchored uh, CNN 10, CNN Student News. Uh, for most of those years, in fact, since 2014, from 2014 to 2022, I was the only person who wrote the show. Most of my job was researching and writing. The anchoring only took 10 minutes a day, and so because of that, um, I was always going through sources. We were finding stuff we could use. We knew the you know the reporting sources we wanted to use: ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and MSNBC, Fox. All those major media organizations uh, would publish information that that generally was credible. There was so much stuff flooding in on other sources from social media to, you know, news organizations we didn't hear of, we weren't familiar with, and we would do that research. And so it was, you know, that body of work that led me to find out, first of all, there's a lot of great stuff on the internet you haven't heard of, and there's a lot of stuff you have heard of that's total bunk. And so because of that, um, it may be a good fit for Pointer's efforts to help young people understand the difference and what to look for in those differences. Um, so, I mean, I enjoy doing that. I enjoy telling people, you know, don't, don't believe everything you see on the Internet, especially through social media. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes what you'll see in a feed is what the social media organization thinks you'll click on. Not necessarily what you should click on or not necessarily what's actual, credible, objective information. Um, my big thing throughout my career has been objectivity. I believe in reporting multiple perspectives without taking a side, without judging them. And I think that's what's helped, you know, my popularity and and my being known in in journalism fields grow.
0: I was going to say, and a small segue on that. You Mm -hmm. just reminded me that's one of the things that sunlight likes to do is have multiple
1: perspectives, even looking at history, Mm -hmm. which is why it's a good fit for your family. because it's a
0: multiple perspective.
1: Yes, and I, you know, I mean, if you're you're seeing a report, a lot of the stuff I do, you know, Sunlight, as I mentioned earlier, they give me uh, the ability to be as creative as I can think of with these reports, and I enjoy doing it, but I'm not going to politically goad somebody into thinking one way or another, Um, and that's something that Obviously, from my tenure at CNN 10, I never wanted to take a side. I never wanted to be viewed as trying to influence. I wanted to be viewed as somebody trying to inform. And when it comes to the feature stories, the fun stuff, the pun stuff, I wanted to be entertaining as much as I, I could be allowed. And so because of that, if we if we do some more serious topics, and we covered, I think, Um, economics. Uh, There was a Christmas Mm -hmm. economics and inflation story we did in December. Black Friday. There you go. Sure. Right. And so to report on that, you know, I would like, you know, the sunlight folks and the audience there to know that I'm not going to try to influence anything politically. We might report something political, but I'm going to give multiple perspectives. I'm not going to take sides on that. I want that to stay with me wherever I go.
0: I say like, that was an excellent piece. I enjoyed watching that one. That was like this is where Black Friday started and mm-hmm. why we call it is. And right, I mean, I was able to go. Oh, this is why what I taught my kids mm-hmm. when they were young, which my kids are old, so you know, older. Yeah.
1: Older. I'm not judging. I'm 87. Go ahead. Yeah, I
0: was gonna say I'm not far mm-hmm. above you. Um, <laughs> um, but that was I enjoyed that because that was like. I could take that, even if we weren't studying it, I could say, hey, kids, you could watch this. Mm-hmm. It was funny. I enjoyed it, but it was, yeah.
1: Well, the economy has been a fascinating topic to report on, period. I mean, because COVID upended so many things yes. and it changed so many rules. I mean, now it's like we have high inflation but low unemployment. Those two things usually don't go together. We have high consumer spending, but then you hear about a lot of major organizations laying people off. Mm-hmm. And so there are so many dichotomies within the economy right now that, you know, it's hard to say. Previously, it was easier to characterize the economy as booming the economy, is stagnant the economy, is not doing well. And now it's like it's such a mixed bag that there are multiple perspectives we can always bring into.
0: So Carl, I have really enjoyed having you on Reporting for Sunlight. And every week, that is one of our highlights of the week, is to see the Carl video come in and get it published out on YouTube for all of you guys. And if you're not familiar, you can find us on the YouTube or the Sunlight YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Um, we always um, tag Carl in it, so you can always all just search the Carl Zeus on YouTube, and you will find those videos as well. Um, how do you see in the future what kind of videos are you gonna are, they're gonna be the same stuff, right? The same fantastic
1: stuff. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be the same reporter. Uh, as far Absolutely. as what comes down the line, this is one thing I'm I'm glad to have this conversation about because uh, I'm look I'm open to ideas. It's not like I have a regimented list I'm not going to deviate from. That's not how I roll. I mean, like if something comes up that that is of interest to the audience, mm-hmm. if um, some people make some suggestions about things they know that they're going to start seeing in March, April. Um, you know, please send them our way because uh, I'm open to ideas. I try to, you know, obviously with my background, I'm looking for current events. If there's some news peg, uh, if it's President's Day, a lot of people have that day off. What's it all about? That's something I plan to talk about uh, next week. But, um, you know, anything else that that happens, I mean, it's it's really wide open. And sometimes it could be something... Totally goofy. Like, why do not we park in a driveway and drive in a parkway? Or it might be something that's much more, you know, serious and pegged to something that's going on in the world. But, you know, send your ideas by all means.
0: And we'll probably not talk about balloons.
1: Well, I mean... We could. I think we we, we could. I mean, I don't want to get on a high horse about it. I mean, it could inflate my ego to swell my head like a balloon to think that I'm the authority on that topic. Um, But... I mean, who knows? I mean, sometimes with reporting, you kind of float along and just kind of, your head's in the clouds and who knows what comes out. You never
0: know what will be shot down.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't shoot down the idea, that's for sure. That, no. was, that was pretty good, like, you know.
0: Keep the idea afloat.
1: <laughs> oh man, uh, you're better at this than I am. See, I'm just oh, full of no. hot air, so I mean, she's totally, I'm, yeah. I'm
0: good at blowing you. wind. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we can do this all day. I know. That would be awesome. Get carried away with it, but that'd be fun. It would be. It would mm-hmm. be,
0: yeah. I can. Mm-hmm. So I play. So I personally play French horn, and I tell people I toot my own horn.
1: Nice. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting is my background, I was a drummer, so I marched to the beat of a...
0: Your own drum. So Carl... Thank you for coming and letting me be in your home. I really appreciate place. it. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an idea for Carl that you would like to suggest to him to put on his videos or you have an idea for me to do with Chat with Sunlight, please let me know. It's at connections at sunlight.com. Um, again, Carl, thanks for opening your home and letting me come and spend a few minutes. It worked out well. Somebody suggested Carl um, and I live close, so I was able to make it happen in person and not on, not on Zoom. So, again, thank you for joining us today, and we look forward to seeing you.
1: I appreciate it. Sunlight's been in our home for years now, so it's a pleasure to be part of this group to deliver reports for a new audience. Thank you guys for your attention, and God bless.
0: Thank you for joining us today. Do you have an idea for a podcast topic, or do you want to chat with Sunlight on an upcoming episode? Email us at connections at sunlight.com.